the DH. I really like Brett Laurie, and I bet I could watch you smoke your A-Rod right all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. And we're back on that. Hi, everyone. This is Resting Pitch Face episode 46. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And we're back after yet another long inadvertent hiatus, but season's about to start. So to begin our social media stuff, um, obviously, you're listening to us. However you're listening to us, you can listen to us SoundCloud, iTunes, or um, on our website, restingpitchface.com. You can ch- follow us on Twitter, Rest in Pitch Face with no G. That's also probably the best way to get in touch with us. But if you want to send us an email directly, we're at restingpitchface at gmail.com. Also on our website is our merch store if you're ever interested in uh, repping our brand. Now, what is our brand? <laughs> what isn't our brand? <laughs> I mean, in the... What did what did I say before before like in the two and a half years almost three years we've been doing this now that's crazy oh my god the passage of time um, <laughs> but it's been the- twenty five years since twenty sixteen <laughs> it's been twenty five years since yesterday yeah well, wait so we started the summer of twenty fifteen yes. was it twenty fifteen or was it twenty sixteen it was it was twenty fifteen sixteen sixteen it was yeah I think so. yeah the, uh, what was that old by I the mean, time we started. What 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 are years anymore? And that's I true. But yeah. I wrote the jingle the summer of 2015. I th- but then yeah. we didn't end up right. using it. Yeah, it was that old. Okay, I stand corrected. Yep. 20. 20- yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we started June 2016 when we were we were young and impressionable and we had hope. <laughs> they still signed free agents back then. <laughs> it was a time of mystery and wonder. But but Grandma Sydney, I don't remember that. Oh, dear. What are you talking about? <laughs> there was a time before the bad times. Sometimes <laughs> they let the players out to roam about and then would entice them back in to organize cash. It is a we don't do that anymore. Mist what mist. is cash? Uh, okay, mille- I, as an elder millennial, hush, <laughs> younger millennial. <laughs> oh. And that, to go back to our question, is our brand. <laughs> Well, no, what's really our brand is I, I was going to liken, at this point, Bryce Harper to the Curiosity Rover. Like, he's been out oh. in the cold for a long time. And, like, oh. we're going to get a message from his Twitter that's like, my battery is fading and the light is dying. Oh, no. I didn't want to think about Curiosity. Yeah. So Bryce is like the Curiosity Rover. He's sad alone. It's about to be very cold. I'm just, and I'm uh, like- NASA ain't giving him anything. I love no, sorry Bryce. Have, I love curiosity more than you. <laughs> we have a moment of silence for curiosity. Sure. <laughs> I think that's okay. enough. I'm gonna okay. Down anyway. The, the um, Hanukkah of Ro- of Mars rovers, like the rover that was supposed to last only ninety days, last like fourteen years. Oh, I love the robot. I mean, to be fair, I call everything the Hanukkah stuff. Like I've called like the like lotion that you scrape out of the bottle of the bottle, the bottom of the bottle, like the Hanukkah of lotion. <laughs> so super, super exclusive designation. <clears throat> but <laughs> God, I know it's been. It seems crazy because it feels like it's been twenty five years and that we're all dying on Mars. I mean, actually, I'd probably prefer to be on Mars right now with the curiosity. <laughs> 
over. But it's pitchers and catchers technically today. We're recording. Woo! It is not going to go up on pitchers and catchers day, but it, we are recording it on pitchers and catchers day. And it's like, there's nothing to even say about it because it, just like last time we were here, nothing fucking happened. But we made it. But we're we here. made it. Uh, we gave Trevor got to the Giants for money. To we need money. room for Jeremy Hellickson, which was also a thing that we could do and did. Sure. It. I, I think that's actually the best way. That was a thing that was possible, so we did it. <laughs> Which scary is that the Nationals have done so much I'm, more in the offseason than almost every I'm other team. I'm so unused to this. It's the weirdest yeah. feeling. Like, they're making normal baseball moves. Like, they didn't get, like, slip the note in class to be like, no, we're just going to not do anything. Like, November to February, just fall asleep and stay there. But they're not even doing normal Nationals behavior. Well, normal like, normally, nationals' behavior is like offering a bunch of deferred money to a bunch of people and having all of them say no. Whereas now they're all saying yes because they ain't got other jobs. Which is like not necessarily a good thing. Oh, no, it's a terrible thing. I, I feel like at this point we don't have too many guys for whom we are a true last resort. Well, we're not the Mariners. We're, we're not, not We're not the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see have... Jader's whole thing about wanting to win? How? Why? No. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he may have forgotten what winning is since he last played baseball. Is well, they winning... just hired Jorge Posada down there. So whatever they're doing, it's going to be fun for Jeter and probably not anybody else. Um, I think they signed Sergio Romo. I feel like I saw that. Um, I feel like I saw that too. Yeah. I feel like, like I saw something about how he has more service time than everyone else on their roster put together. I think like they... Sounds right. <laughs> they tr- gave, they traded Real Muto to to the Phillies, and Rip, like just Justin Bohr is not there anymore. Correct? Like, aren't I, we at like? No, to be honest, I don't know. Derek Dietrich level of there's no one there. Justin Bohr might still be because I haven't exactly been like keeping tabs on Justin Bohr, but for all I know, he's in the the free agent amorphous blob. No, he is an happening. angel. He's an yeah, angel. No, so he I, got I, out. Yeah, too. he got out. Derek Dietrich is a um is a free agent. So like I don't know who's a Marlin. Like it's Sergio Romo and like everyone a is truck a Marlin. Everyone is a Marlin and no one is a Marlin. <laughs> Just <laughs> like everyone is a Democratic. Everyone is a Democratic presidential candidate and a free agent. No and one a Marlin. is. And a Marlin. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Schrodinger's box of baseball. <laughs> oh, it's dead. It's okay. Uh, it's dead in there. <laughs> but is it? Because maybe it is. It, oh, no. it is. Um, one of the things I've been. I'm looking at, at their. I'm looking at their roster to see if I've heard of anyone. I don't think we'll ever have heard of anyone because either they're five years old or they're from somebody's friend's beer league. (laughs) I think I've heard of Adam Conley. Wasn't he somewhere? I've heard of Starling Castro is still there. JT Riddle. Whoa. Curtis Granderson. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. (laughs) Poor Curtis Granderson and poor Nationals pitching. Oh, Uh, no to everybody. Back in our division. Yeah, Martin Prado. You know what? I've heard of... I've heard of way more people than I than I thought. I, I I'm looking through their their roster right now. I have to say, honestly, genuine respect to Martin Prado. Yeah, but he is really like one step away from your buddy's beer league friend. 
Oh. Dixon Machado, is he related? Sure. Like, the Marlins are probably out being like, anyone have a, a cousin who can hit? Brother? <laughs> Son? Nephew? Everybody but girls, obviously. Oh, yeah. Basically no everybody but girls. Like, I'm not unclear that the Marlins haven't tried to sign my large male cat. <laughs> <laughs> but not the female cat. Yeah, no, that would be absurd to have a, a player named Godzilla. But Rockefeller, <laughs> yeah. What happened, what happened to that little cat that was... Um, I mean, there have been several baseball park cats, but the one that was, like, recent, with it was the Cards or the Reds, somewhere in the middle of the country. Oh, Derek Jeter signed it to, a like, a six-year deal. It's a lefty. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it did know how to climb outfield walls. I, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this. This is, this is so bad. I'm so sorry. At least some of these players have homes, unlike everyone yeah. else. I it's, mean... It's a cold world. I honestly, I don't obviously know exactly what it's like going through this because I have never been a major league baseball player. But I have to say, I would, I think, be seriously thinking about striking if I were one of them. I honestly, I'm not, to be serious for a second, I'm not sure if we're far away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do not. I do not know the ins and outs of the players union, obviously. And I don't know what they choose to pay their attention to, but I feel like after last season, last off season, everyone kind of thought that that was a fluke and that it wasn't going to happen again. And then it happened again, but almost worse than last season. Like this, this whole like not signing free agents. And if the player, if the players union doesn't do something about it, what good are they? Yeah, and I mean, when you have guys like Justin Verlander, like Christian Yelich, like league MVP Christian Yelich mm-hmm. getting on Twitter and being like, no, this is not okay. I have to assume that they're tweeting stuff about this in consultation with like their union rep. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to give them that much. Maybe not all of them necessarily. Let me put it that I way. I bet do is though. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be interested to know if they have gotten advice from the union on what to say and what not to say. But I certainly don't think that that they're doing that because against their employer without giving a moment's thought to it. Now, I hope so. Anyway. It is league MVP Christian Yelich. Like, he, he could tweet a vast number of things and still have a job. As or Trevor Bauer proves. Also yeah. president. But, like, um, you know, he... It, he has that platform. Justin Verlander has that platform. So like it's, you know, do has that platform and, and the benefit of a team that's like, yeah, well, we're, we're trying guys. Like we're, we're still signing people, but I I couldn't imagine they didn't get some kind of advice from, even if not from the union, from their agent about what, what they can and can't say on social about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope so. I hope like considering we are talking about like significantly larger stars that they are at least have been put through the like this is the media training ringer and they're not just like I'm 20 years old and I don't know what consequences are. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have what two or three years to the next um CBA, right? Mhm. Sometimes I'm trying I am not a conspiracy theorist person and I definitely do not agree with all the people that are like collusion. However, it seems really un- it seems really suspect to me that a lot of this is going down when we're this far away from the next uh bargaining agreement. 
you know? I kind of do think they're colluding, frankly. And I think you make a good point. Like, it, you have, what, five years between that this is happening in year two and three of, or year one and two? Mm-hmm. It makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to go so far as to say, like, they're doing it on purpose without, like, actual evidence. However, it does paint a uncomfortable picture. Because the thing is, all of this stuff can be chalked up to just the general trend of how baseball is operating now. I don't like, think the general trend is to not uh, sign guys who are projected to do very, 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 very well. Like, the current trend is to do that, but, like, there's no baseball reason that Manny Machado doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. There's this no is true baseball reason that Bryce Harper doesn't have a job. And for ownership to suggest otherwise is absurd. Um, like, it's, there is a baseball reason why Danny Espinosa is on a minor league contract with the Mets. Yeah. As much as it like, hurts us to admit it. We, we love him. We love his beard. Punch Tebow while you're down there. <laughs> like, there's a baseball reason that Pete yeah. Kozma is playing baseball in Australia. Like, that... I'm surprised he's still playing baseball at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, there's baseball reasons for a lot of things, but there is not a flimmin' flamin' baseball reason for why the two two of the brightest stars, two stars who whatever team signs them will make that money back in merch yeah. like that are not are are not signing them. And I think it is in part the appearance of offering money for services means that other people will expect to be offered money for services. What? Yeah. Is that capitalism? I thought Ugh. we liked that. No. We only like capitalism as a used to keep a uh, tool to keep other people down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, did the market determine their value? Oh, it's now the problem is the market? <laughs> I've saw people blaming agents for this. And like, say whatever you want to say about Scott Boris, etc. I'm not out here trying to like defend that. But their job is to get money for their clients. Like, literally, yeah. that is what their job is. A lot of people are ragging on Boris. And I'm like, well, I mean, of all I, the people to blame. His job is the, to get money for them. Like, he's doing his job. <laughs> and, like, this is, again, people are like, oh, a lot of this is stemming from, like, this is billionaires refusing to pay millionaires. It, but it's also- and I hear that, but the difference in of order of magnitude for that is so great that people don't have a concept of how much more billionaires, how much more money billionaires have than millionaires have. Mm-hmm. I do not disagree with you at all, but I also want to take it one step for- further, which is fundamentally this comes down to billionaires not wanting to pay thousandaires. Because True. this is... If you want to look at it as a purely a market objective standpoint, this is because they can th- they believe whether that is a belief that holds water or not that they can get younger players under more favorable contracts for less money for longer, which means they can get away with paying kids hun- tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars versus slightly older man-shaped people millions small small amounts of millions i have to put that in quotes because it's baseball money and it doesn't it's not real money but like they're doing this because they don't want to pay charge other people even less and to charge fans more in the process to for putting an a probably objectively inferior product on the field see above re the marlins well (laughs) i will say i don't want to use the marlins as necessarily the like the, the the base example for this but like they are 
In not Go. signing Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, you are putting an objectively worse product on the field. You are taking the guys who are going to sell merch, who are going to sell tickets, and you are taking them out of the market. I don't. I do not disagree with you. Yeah, I don't know. They they could make billions of dollars off of both of them, and they're and they're doing it for. I get more than Joe Blanton money, but certainly less than Lerner money. I mean, then the, I mean, then the question becomes what we talk about, like we started this with, you know, a strike, et cetera. And maybe that's where we're going. But if we don't, if they, if we don't strike, if they don't strike, not that I'm advocating for a strike. I like my watching my baseball, but like, I also like people, you know, being paid and having dignity and stuff. Um, if they don't strike, what exactly could the, the players union even act like how do they even attack this i don't know i've been trying to figure it out but i'm not a union specialist so or a workers rights specialist so i don't know i think i think doolittle's tweets have started to go into much more detail lately and isn't he a union rep i was gonna ask because i thought it was max but do makes more sense in my brain yeah and we've had uh, a rep and a we've had two reps in the past like a rep and a backup rep. Okay. Well, I mean that makes yeah. that makes sense, but I wasn't sure if that's actually the scenario that we're in or not because I don't know. We have, and the reason I know this is because I think Storin was the rep for a while, and when he got sent down, uh, it was Clip. Clip, yeah, yeah. took over. Yeah, Murphy, yeah, just... ironically, seems to have been rep at one point. Yeah. For um, us, not surprisingly, when you Google Nationals Union rep, you don't get a whole lot about the team. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. national union of such and such and national yeah. union of this other thing. Um, but it looks like it was Murphy. Yeah, he was. it was Murphy in 2016. Uh, I didn't know I that. Don't know who replaced him. I'm pretty sure Max is the union rep, but I'm basing that on hearsay. So I mean, I know we talked about this at one point and we figured out who it was, but I just don't remember. Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, gonna to throw that out to listeners, please. If we're talking at our asses, please correct us, because we do actually want to know the correct answer. But maybe we're right. No, he is. From that, the the all the rain in the fall, there was a bunch of stuff That's about right. him and like the Phillies union rep during one series, which was Reese Hoskins, um, talking about the um, field conditions. So you're right. It totally is Max. Okay. And that was my favorite Twitter quote of the year when someone was like, how, do, how did the Nationals deal with the rain? And it was like, Steven Strasberg is a woodland creature who comes and de- delicately puts a toe on the field. <laughs> and they're like, here comes Max to yell at the field. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 not to underline yeah. from the series, how do you union arbitrate the rain away? <laughs> <laughs> yelling, yelling. You Yell. growl at it like the majestic husky you are, and then the rain evaporates. Oh, uh. speaking of, we're we're getting another Shurs baby. Oh, that was quick. Um, well I think Shurs Baby 2.0 isn't due for a little while. Okay. I don't know how quick things happen with babies. Some people have babies like very fast, so well generally well, nine usually, months. Well no 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 I can it, the closest they can be together is actually less than nine months because of prematureness. But like, I don't know what's considered fast or not fast. All babies to me are fast. <laughs> you're 42 years um, old and you're having a baby. That seems a little fast. <laughs> baby number two is due sometime in the summer. You think we're gonna? Never mind. Mm-mm. We don't need to get into that discussion. No, we're not. Nope. Um, I don't know what discussion we're not having, but I 
I was gonna be, I was gonna bring up something about like are people gonna yell at him for taking paternity leave during the season, but you know what? Let's just oh, probably, but whatever, <laughs> Eric, it can beat all of them up. That's yeah, true. I, I was gonna say uh, anyone who yells at him about paternity leave can yell to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that goes. He will be sleep deprived, <laughs> stressed out, and max. Yeah, like any any discussions can be taken up in person. Well, he doesn't have a Twitter anymore after it got hacked a couple times. So thankfully people won't have the ability to yell at him on Twitter. They'll Directly. just yell about him. But yeah. Anyway, where yeah. were we? The free agent market being um, a gaping hole. Oh, same place we've been. So I yeah, I do assume even though I haven't actually seen anything specifically stating this, but that's more on me than on, you know, broadcast that there is a free agent camp in the works similar to last year. I haven't heard anything, actually. I've heard some speculation about whether there would be, but I haven't seen anything specific about, oh, yes, it's happening. Here's who's there. I ha- I just have to assume that it must, although it took them like it took them like two weeks after regular spring training started last season to get that in the works. Yeah, I mean, even if it's not happening yet, I haven't ruled it out. I no. think probably they will. I just I don't unless everybody like goes into a flurry of signing right now and I don't know why they would because if they've waited this long clearly they don't mind waiting I don't know man um, we got Jeremy Hellickson so big things are happening yeah we did get big that's the biggest get for the Nationals this season this uh I think Patrick Corbin might be slightly bigger I you know I'm not sure Hellickson is like a known quantity I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh. I think I was maybe sure. not making the sarcasm explicit enough in my voice here. <laughs> yeah, I do like that we got Annabelle Sanchez so he could stop beating up on us. Yeah. Every There's a really yeah. funny video clip of him feeding Max sunflower seeds during uh, an interview when they were both on the Tigers. So I'm hoping for some repeat shenanigans because that was entertaining. That is about the only reason to hope for national broadcasts. Because <laughs> otherwise, like, they don't do that on a normal broadcast. So, like, that's the only reason to hope for Fox games or ESPN games. And I'm okay with it. Well, they moved the ESPN games earlier, at least. Did they? Yeah, they're seven instead of eight now. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, which is nice. I mean, Sundays are rough. Especially if you have an intercoastal. I heard intercostal and I was confused. That would be also interesting, but definitely not what I was trying to say. <laughs> that's your that's your sides, right? Intercostal means between the ribs. Okay. Costa means rib. I, I got it. It was on the sides. Your ribs are on your sides. <laughs> yeah. And in your front. And in your front. And in the e- back, technically. Whatever. Eco- <laughs> an ecologist's guide to ribs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of... Um, Danny Farquaad, whoever he is, um, is some player who had a brain aneurysm last season mm-hmm. and had surgery for it, and now is ready for spring training. And are so you, I spent a bunch. Of, what are you? I was just gonna. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I, I remember. The, I remember us talking about the aneurysm. He's gonna be ready for spring training. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So I, spent, I know. So I spent a bunch of time bothering a doctor today about what exactly kind of brain aneurysm you could have and be back to play baseball again the next year and the consensus we came to was that brain aneurysm can mean a lot of things and probably if you had a brain aneurysm rupture 
and then you didn't die and you went back to play baseball more. Um, it was somewhere in like the meninges as opposed to like the brain brain. Um, because usually if you have an aneurysm that actually affects like brain tissue, that is very, 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 very bad. Um, so it still sounds incredibly scary and I'm really happy that he is back at spring training. Um, but if anyone knows any more, I'm really curious after this whole conversation with the podcast consulting doctor, whose name is Eric, and was very tickled at the idea of being quoted on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, so Eric. Shout out, shout out to Eric. Um, so he and I spent a long time talking about this and couldn't really figure out what the story must have been. So if anybody knows anything, please let me know. I'm really curious. And so is consulting podcast doctor Eric. For medical reasons, I want to make that very clear. This is purely a medical exercise not what else would it be i don't know the internet is really weird laura oh god people are weird i will say one change they did make in the off season it's no longer the disabled list it is now the injured list yes and i guarantee you no one is going to remember and everyone is going to continue to call it the dl i i I didn't see this in any of the write-ups did they talk to any actual like disabled people groups about this i don't know because like first of all i think they should have just done what basketball does and have an inactive list why are you inactive because you're inactive yeah it could be like it could be anything and that could cover a, a multitude of things like baseball obviously doesn't have the same concept of like being a healthy scratch that hockey does so like hockey has injured reserve and you can also be a healthy scratch um we do have things like fraternity list or like bereavement list or like i don't know there's probably another like random ass concussion watch there's a special concussion one yeah yeah but i kind of think that it should all just be inactive x number of days Mm -hmm. like i don't need to know that they had a death in their family that's not actually my business um i don't need to know you know if they had a baby and they want to announce it great but like there were some people being weird and gross when Tony had his baby last year on Twitter. So, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like it should be inactive and active. And like in hockey, they also don't release um, what the injury is in a lot of cases. Like it's lower body injury or upper body injury, mm-hmm. which is frustrating, but also is so that players aren't targeted in wherever hurts. And also, like, I would think general privacy as a human being yeah i would hope but then it's hockey so like uh yeah it is yeah i mean as i just as i just speculated wildly about a person's personal medical details at the same time i don't actually have a right to know and it is because i'm bought into a lot of the narrative around this stuff that i get all excited and want to know details that really aren't my business so you make good points about that I, i just kind of feel like First of all, like not everyone on on the injured list is going to be injured. Um, if you have bacterial arthritis in your knee, you're not injured. That's true. That's a chronic condition. Or, well, you might or, have gonorrhea. All right, we're definitely not speculating about any of that. Yeah, we're not. Like, that, I feel like that's going to open. A I'm just saying, it's a really first. common cause of bacterial arthritis. Is in it? your knee? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Considering I was talking about Wilmer Flores, like I no, I'm literally not going to speculate about that. <laughs> I'm also definitely like my brain is going into a whole lot of like I am not a scientist places. So like let's just <laughs> move on. Okay, <laughs> they're baseball players. It was probably MRSA. It's fine. Yeah, but like <laughs> if if you have the flu, you're not injured. 
That's not right. an injury. You're sick. Well, um, if you're Drew Storin, you're not going to go on the DL. You're just going to get an IV and then get hung out to dry. Yeah. If you, you know, there's just, there's a lot of stuff that landed you on, you couldn't play. And here's a list of, of people that mm-hmm. the word injured is no more effective at describing than the word disabled. Yeah. And the idea that disability is permanent and cannot happen to able-bodied people is actually pretty not great if you read anything yeah. written by d- actual disabled people. Also, there are people who are disabled and then are not. Like it goes, it can it can go the other direction as well. So it's and, not. And like, there are people who are disabled who play baseball. But you're not. They're not getting uh, time off for it. That's just a condition that they got to rub some dirt in, dirt in, and go about <laughs> their business. Dirt yeah, I mean, I think I think neither. I agree with you, Sid. I I have no problem with getting rid of the term disabled list. There are many things that it's not a great descriptor of, and I don't know if any legitimate disability rights groups had an issue with it. But eh, okay, sure. But at the same time, you're right. I don't think injured list really serves the purpose any better in terms of like what it's actually going to do. Plus, just going back to like Barry Zito. Look, he had back spasms for how long? Just put him on the inactive list. He was going to pitch, and now he's not going to pitch. And you could still maintain the the designations of, like, three days, seven days, ten days, sixty days, if you really need to. Nobody needs to know why you're on a three versus the, the, the ten, necessarily, right? We have a three? It could be, like, inactive well, list, you know, it, it can be inactive list, like, family, or inactive list... Right personal reasons and just that can be paternal leave it can be bereavement it can be a variety of things right exactly Um, yeah and so therefore you have the people who like don't do not need to be sitting there for 10 days but need three days because they they need to go to a funeral or whatever like yeah but you know is the three day the family one yeah Mm -hmm. okay sorry i was lost for a minute yeah there's no there's no three days um you you banged your thumb and you need to sit down for three days like and then you're back in business I mean, I still like to remind everyone periodically that our one of our early episode titles was a roster move to the knee. Yep. <laughs> so we could just Which have apparently a was a symptom of gonorrhea. <laughs> God, our brand is like <laughs> STIs that you get on places that are not your genitals. I mean, I, exactly. <laughs> it's a theme. It's a running theme. I mean, you can get either kind of herpes on either place that people typically get herpes, and you can also you, get them both on your hands. Yes, yep. and and you can get syphilis in a variety of different locations. Oh my like, god, you including can get the back of the pinto everywhere. But like, <laughs> nobody even tries like, pintos anymore. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say it was a working pinto. <laughs> <laughs> Just going out to the dump yard. I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, none of this is any of our business. Yeah. I, I feel that they should just do inactive, boom, that's it. Um, and and kind of call it. And I think that they made a move in trying to be more inclusive, and it just came out silly. I mean, I don't have a problem with them getting rid of calling it the disabled list. I just would rather they had changed it to something more descriptive. I I, I can imagine that there would be some people who would feel uncomfortable with it being called the disabled list, whether that is significant disability rights groups who we may or may not have heard from or not, I can certainly imagine some people feeling uncomfortable with that. Now, of all of MLB's inclusivity problems, 
Is that the most widespread Jesus Christ? No. I will also say things I have heard from people who are not, maybe not necessarily disability advocates, but certainly disabled people or disabled groups. There are problems that they want fixed before this one. Oh, but many. Accessibility. Accessibility. Yeah. For, the, for starters, you know, um, like there's just a whole host of things. And this was like, this is the MLB being like, look at us. We're thinking about these things. And I'm like, you're doing nothing to actually systematically address this, like systematic, yeah. systemically address any issue. But like, sure. Feel good about this. They got advice. From, fine. They got advice from an intern at the, at a PR firm who I'm sure is trying very hard, but it's their second day. Well, it might have I been Billy they, Bean, frankly. Yeah. I think they got <laughs> advice probably from a, from a very high paid person at a PR firm who's who's recommended this because like what's the negative other than people being like this is kind of silly like compared to actual having inclu an inclusive experience well, no I mean I, I wonder if possibly I, I am not a PR person I wonder if the negative is people going wait a minute let's think about this for a second shouldn't you be fixing some other problem first maybe people who weren't thinking about it before? I don't know. I'm not a PR person, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, frankly, it doesn't hurt anything. No. But, yeah, it is like a look at us and not a productive actual change. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this and say productive actual changes, the Nats have made some not in this, not in accessibility ways, but in terms of what we're gonna be accomplishing for the season. Um, and since the season is a month and change away do we want to have any predictions discussions um so we i think you know because we're we're thinking back to last season which was a firmly 500 season that i think we all clocked pretty early as a 500 season did <laughs> want to mm -hmm. take a minute to mention another 500 season and uh the a manager who was associated with it so what, what Sydney is referring to is uh, the Nets. For those of us who've been around here for a very long time, which I assume if you're listening to this, you've probably been around here for a very long time. Um, the Nets' first season in 2005 was uh, 500. And the manager at the time was Frank Robinson, who passed away two days ago, three days ago. Something. No. Not this week. This week. He passed away this week. No. Yeah, it was this Every week. day has felt very like long. Like a week. Yeah, it was. He died, yeah, he died on the seventh. Yeah. Okay. So late last week. A week ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a great loss uh, to baseball in general. And we only had him with us as the, at, at the Nats for a very short time. Um, but it was really nice having him, and it was kind of an honor to have him. And um, and also just as a note, in addition to a, a, a distinguished and amazing playing career, he was the first um, African-American manager. Was he actually? I didn't know that. Yeah, yes. he was. Uh, in 75. In just thinking about baseball, and this is this is a derail. Let's enjoy my derail for a second. But like baseball likes to, to again, pat itself for inclusivity and, and say, you know, it's the sport of Jackie Robinson and blah, 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 blah. But like bear in mind how few black managers there have been, whether <laughs> African-American or, or Afro-Latino or anything, uh, or Canadian. Um, and that, like, the first just passed away. We're not talking about a long history here. Yeah, this is a, a pretty a pretty short history. 
Um, and, and it still took 30 years, basically, after integration mm-hmm. to have the first. I think this is worth a uh, second moment of silence. Well, I think so. His passing obviously spurred a lot of people to to share a lot of really wonderful memories of him. Um, and as you said, his time with us was short, but you had a, a pretty delightful memory of the 2005, the otherwise fairly unspectacular 2005 season. The the 500 middle of the road first national season. Um, I this was actually I'm gonna this is. This is a confession time. This is not like my fun memory because I actually didn't even live here in 2005. I dreamt on the nationals in 2006. Wow. You bandwagoner. (laughs) Bandwagoner from that 500 season. Um, But um, after he passed, uh, my partner found an article from 2005 and sent it to me and was like, you might enjoy this. And I was like, yes, I do. Because it's about the time Frank Robinson Jedi mind tricked the umpires into calling what was obviously a home run into not a home run in favor of the Nationals, keeping them at just above 500. <laughs> so, like, they might not have had a 500 record if, if not for Frank Robinson. Um, he basically talked the umpires into a ho- home run that was welfare into believing it hit the pole. And so he turned a home run into a foul ball in the Nats' favor. Did we have challenges in 2005 this is this is definitely a uh thing we can't do anymore in the era of challenges and replays well you can still nicely ask for a crew chief review look mr robinson will let you know when it's a home run (laughs) i think like that's what we're losing here yeah like what are we losing in the in the era of replay it's frank robinson just being like nah i'd hit the pole and then being like sure We're yeah. playing an RFK and no one can see us because we don't have a TV deal. Ryan Zimmerman lives in a trailer. <laughs> Let's just do this. He didn't argue. He reasoned is the line. There's something also to he be said for the what? He didn't argue with the umpire. He reasoned with the umpire. That the ball that it, hit a, that hit it a would, pole. That, that it, the ball hit a pole. But it, you, how, do you, how do you reason that the ball hit a pole? There's no logic. Either it did Jedi mind tricks. Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't see it hit the pole? Because I'm pretty sure I saw it hit the pole. Did you not you hear a trust? Yeah, did, I'm sure you heard something. I, I'm definitely not quoting him directly. So here. we're talking implanting false memories is basically what we're doing. He just said, are you sure? Yeah, he's well, the, that is... the Berenstein Bears of yeah. replay. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> are you sure? He went, it was Bird, went to him to get information and it was basically like, Tell me something so it looks like I'm talking to you. Uh, you know, he said that it hit the pole. Are you sure it didn't hit the pole? These aren't the home runs you're looking for. Ex- he Jedi mind tricked them. <laughs> and that is a skill that um, that that managers don't managers can actually be like replay. And Frank Ramage was like, I got your replay right here and Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> so pour one out for Frank Robinson. We've lost a lot in a lot of different ways. Usually I'm I'm pretty pro replay, but right at this moment, no. Right at this moment, absolutely not. No challenges, no replays. Just whoever can nicely convince an umpire more. And you know I love the capriciousness of an umpire. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if we emphasized debate team versus relay uh, review, then it would at least be an interesting discussion with the umpire. Like they would be encouraged to bring their best arguments. Like they like open up a PowerPoint, like actually no. 
What yes. would that do for pace of play? I think it might speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, what they what they do when they have to consult with New York and then New York thinks about it for a while, it might speed it up. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Yeah. So, all right. Well, back to this season, but Frank Frank will be missed. So this season, we still have Davy. We do. He is not Frank Robinson. I am actually in the midst of writing the uh, season preview for the Nationals for Baseball Prospectus. Um, so maybe it makes sense if I if I run by what the projected wins and stuff are, and, oh, sure. and we feel if this feels right. Um, so this is using their proprietary blah, 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 predictive software uh, named Pakoda. Which they have made a very big deal about rolling out to everybody. So if you're at all curious, uh, I don't know how you could possibly have missed it. But if you did, it has officially been rolled out. Um, and so they are predicting that the Nats will be 89 and 73 and win the NL East. The Mets will be 88 and 74. The Braves will be 85 and 77. And the Phillies will be 85 and 77. And the Marlins will be 68 and 94. Um, Can I ask one question? In a division division I named Shruggy and the Marlins. (laughs) You just said shrug. You said the word shrug. I have to ask. Before we get into a like a breakdown of this, is there any point at predicting when you're talking about a one to three run differential here? Or, uh, one to four, like yeah. or get win. Sorry, not run. Yeah. But like, is there any point of making a prediction about like at that point? I mean, I guess if you win, you win. But like, yeah. So but if we most... win the division with 89 wins, we're gonna get slaughtered in the playoffs again. <laughs> um, not necessarily. Depends, but it depends. It also. Um, so they have the the Brewers winning the division with 88 wins and the Cards with 87 wins, but then the Reds, the Pirates, and the Cubs with 81, 81, and 80. So again, the NL Central is shrug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like Brewers and maybe. Um, so should someone that's probably going to wind up being at least an attempt by me, but probably should not be me needs to make the MLB logo guy just being the shrug emoji. Basically. <laughs> I, put the, I oh. put the shrug emoji in, in my write-up because it's yeah. named Shruggy, and I'm like, this is Shruggy in the Marlins. Oh, I didn't actually know it had a name. That makes much yeah, more sense what you said does. now. Yeah, it's Shruggy. <laughs> Shruggy in the Marlins. It's just a, <laughs> anyway, I'll see what I can do. No promises. <laughs> um, it should be noted that most other divisions are not like this. Um, that the NL East and, and Central are specially blessed, um, according <laughs> to the predictions. And that there are what? differences in, um, like, you know, sort of runs created in slugging, in batting average, in like a whole bunch of other metrics. But yeah, I just looked at that. I was like, <laughs> literally, it's anyone but the Marlins could win the division. That's what you just said. Yeah, I mean, and I could That's that. what I'm feeling. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say, because if I'm right, then I will be super right. This is the year the Marlins surprise us all. <laughs> okay, That's my prediction. That's my prediction right now, is that they're like, you thought? And here they come. And everyone's like, nobody could have possibly seen this coming. Cause... And maybe they'll put us back on the good timeline. Okay. Remember when but I then... talked about a broke-down Pinto that you get gonorrhea in? <laughs> That what is that what this I is? I still don't understand that reference. And you said syphilis before. 
whatever a broke down pinto that you can track in sti that's the yeah. current marlin's organization it yeah. doesn't work <laughs> and wash your hands <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying if i'm right that is going to be the best right feeling in the world you know they're gonna they are predicted to win more games than the orioles who are predicted <laughs> to win 59 <laughs> yeah so this is this is all to say does 89 wins in a very very tight division sound right it doesn't sound wrong and i'll say that the nats have blown it with a significantly larger lead so i won't say that just them winning at 89 wins is a death knell in the playoffs I definitely think that us winning 89 feels reasonable. Um, I think that there's a lot that we don't know about some of how these guys are going to mesh. Because, you know, obviously predictive stats can tell you a lot about individual players. But every year we hit onto this sort of, I don't want to say intangible because it's so cliched. But team dynamics, how they play together on the field, how they communicate, how... The batting order matches up. Like, I feel like there is going to be a lot that will still surprise us, even in the age of metrics that are supposedly objective. Um, and I think we could win more games than that. But I also think a lot of other people in the division could. And so 89 wins seems reasonable, but I'm not. I feel like there's a pretty broad margin of error on this. Yeah. And I also think that the the benefit of a division that's going to make me get an like an ulcer. <laughs> I know they're caused by bacteria, not by stress, but they're also kind of caused by stress. Um, Cause it makes you more susceptible to bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. My story. I'm sticking to it, but you know, no one can say if we won the division that we didn't earn it. I'd also say the, be- the benefit to this would be um, a tight race is more interesting to watch. If you I'm going to remind you guys about you- this conversation again in August when everyone's giving themselves stress ulcers. That's Listen, fine. I give myself a stress ulcer every single day about a million different things. Baseball is baseball is not even tenth on the list. <laughs> Can I offer you a proton pump inhibitor? Probably. But this season was not stressful for me. Or sorry, 2018 season was not actually stressful for me because I was like, well, this isn't actually tense or competitive. It's just noodle alarm noises. <laughs> All of these are good noises. It was noodle alarm noises throughout the whole season. And I was like, this isn't tense. This isn't making me care about the outcome of every single game because it, I can tell that it doesn't matter. Whereas if it's an actual race where every month I might be like sitting there with no fingernails left, but at least the outcome will felt will feel like I'm invested in it. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, the three of us were one of the, some of the few people last season who kind of resigned ourselves early and just settled in for the ride. As opposed to like, rending our clothes and like you know yeah and we I, we talked about it a fair amount last yeah. season about how we were relatively calm for us and everybody else was rending their clothes and we weren't quite sure why and so the other we don't thing, need to rehash that but well and the other thing to note is that according to the prediction their predictions only one team in the nl is likely is likely to win more than 90 games and that's the dodgers and they only have one only one team likely to win fewer than 70 and that's the marlins um and so it's a better product when the teams are more balanced that's that's a much better way to say what i was trying to say thank you Cindy. <laughs> um now you know in the in the al they have one two three teams the division winners slated to win more than 90 and then 
two teams slated to win more than 70 or win fewer than 70, but then like there's a, a much broader spread. So it goes from like the Astros winning 98 win, you know, 98 and the Rangers winning 70 within the same division. So, you know, I think again, no one can say we didn't earn it if we, if we did win it and it'll be a better product because it's more balanced. Could Bryce Harper signing with the Phillies maybe change that prediction? Yeah, it might. I am going to say, for posterity, I am pretty much gray area on, in, in, like, I am I, I am a perfect neutral in my pH scale on Bryce coming back to the Nationals, but I do not want him to go to the goddamn Phillies. That's all I, like, I don't care where else. If he went to the Marlins, I wouldn't care. You would care. You would care. You'd want him to be okay. I'd want there was him a minute to be where okay. people were like, maybe Mar- he's going to be go to the Padres because he doesn't like rain. And I'm like, ah, guys, no. <laughs> if that's how we were basing it, then no one would be in Seattle also. So, like, let's just. But, like. Just Is not- anyone in Seattle? Oh, that's a question for another day. I th- we've already dumped on one team for having nobody's on. <laughs> D. Gordon, Mitch Haniger, and. Wasn't like Curtis Anderson also on the Mariners? Yeah, the ghost of Felix Hernandez is still there. Hunter Strickland is their closer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is the most evil that laugh. That was a really mean laugh. <laughs> I hope he gets rained on every day for the rest of his life. Sweetie, they have a roof. <laughs> I didn't say during the game. <laughs> Just... Yeah, he can, st- he, he can still grow like weird bodily fungus from the rain not in the baseball field. Anyway, before we go on to other weird things in places they're not supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything on Much, much like D. Gordon is not supposed to be in Seattle. No, please, D. Gordon, come back to somewhere not there. Please be please be safe and okay, D. Gordon. Um, the season's about to get started. Because spring training is about to get started. And uh, we'll have more accurate pred- predictions. But I think this was a good start. Yeah, the only prediction I did want to mention that I'm I'm a little bit concerned about already is you know how many lefty relievers we have? One. <laughs> we have Hadadia, and then we have Matt Grace, who's the long reliever, um, and then we have Patrick Corbin, who's not a reliever. That's it. That's our left-handed pitching staff. I have to say more than one. I have to say it's Patrick so Corbin. Nice. It's two, sort of. It's so nice to be in a consistent. A consistent place for over five years, which is who needs a lefty? Not the Nationals. Ever. <laughs> Ever. And then midseason, we need more lefties. And never well, for the bullpen. And Sammy's got reverse matchups anyway. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Let me let me take that back for a second. Sorry. One second. It occurs to me that Dew is also. But uh, yes. A, sort of a special case. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, what did a lefty reliever do to Mike Rizzo when they were in <laughs> elementary school? Took like, his lunch he, money, gave him what? Like, like he stole his, stole his like, lunch money in his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, somewhere a lefty reliever did Mike Rizzo wrong. And, I'm, and I, I can't imagine, I don't know why we're always in this position, but we're all in the, always in this position. So it's kind of a night, like every now and then I'm like, oh, we're not in this position? That's interesting. Hasn't happened in a while, but and then we are again. Yeah, yeah and I'm and not saying again. that we need like a loogie guy, but like we we need more than Sammy Solis. And then like we can't like Sean has has a very specific skill set. He's for only specific yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> like 
we we're only gonna break due out at a specific moment. But like, yeah, we need we need to not have Matt Grace and Sammy Solis as our left-handed stuff. Oh well, we don't have Sammy Solis, so that's we said goodbye to Sammy Solis. Didn't we talk about this last time? I swear we talked about this last time. Yeah, we said goodbye to Sammy Solis like months ago. No, I'm almost positive. No, he's in the Nats organization. Maybe we put him on waivers and nobody picked him up or something. Yeah, that's I could have fired the, him. He's on the big roster. He's on the forty man. Oh well, that's good to know uh, at least. I I it also like, says in at bat that his nickname is Big Angus. We all know what his uh, nickname actually is, but um, I mean, Big Angus doesn't not evoke the same thing. Listen, it's a, <laughs> okay, it's not a not a cow. I was being oblique for a reason. Is that also on your sides? Are those also on your sides? <laughs> You're a police? Yeah. Right. Honestly, when I was like 14, I didn't know what obliques were and I pulled something and it was where your obliques are. And I said in front of a guy that I really liked that I didn't know what I could have pulled because there were no muscles there. And he laughed at me. Oh. So I will never forget where my obliques are. Oh. Thank you for bringing that up for me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. to dredge up a, a painful memory. <laughs> um, all right. So all right. we have do we have Sammy, and we have Matt Grace. This every year we're like, maybe we should like get like any like one somebody more. else, maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. like a like, guy. Yeah, and, and in the rotation we have Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Like, this is this is guys, this is a bad idea. Is Geo still a free agent? Yes. Yeah. Wait. And I think the Phillies were interested in him, although I don't know if they still are. So please, God, Gio, don't. Don't do it. Please, please, please don't do it. I would actually, you are the one person I would rather go to Miami because at least you would be close to home and you would be happy. Oh, <laughs> that would be nice. Um, so. I do wonder how many lefties we're going to end up with just in starting rotations in the NL East because we're, we're generally a, a, lo- a relatively lefty-free zone. What will they possibly say about the Dodgers in the postseason if nobody has any lefty pitchers? They're going to have to come up with something else to talk about. <laughs> oh my god, we're just going to hear more about Kershaw. Oy. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. That's how I know I'm alive. Like, Don't hold a mirror up to my, up to my lips to see if I'm breathing. Like, oh, yep, someone's talking about Kershaw. He's fine. I think we have a couple like personal things to say bef- uh, before we get this t- season fully rolling. Uh, yeah, um, not in the in the talking about face chlamydia way, no. in the like things <laughs> that, that we have going on way. It's a very special kind of personal. No, no, no. Like in the things we have going on sort of way. So, Which is um, not face chlamydia for the record as I am not a koala. <laughs> <laughs> no. And we're back on that. Yep. <laughs> Look, you asked the question at the beginning, Laura. You asked What's our brand? Accept it. Accept it. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Our next icon is going to be three chlamydia or three chlamydia's with face koalas. (laughs) (laughs) I said it. I'm sticking with it. (laughs) That's the episode title. Three chlamydia's with face koalas. Oh god. Three chlamydia's with face koalas. iTunes is like and explicit rating. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kay dropped an F bomb in the first 30 oh, seconds, so that was the worst. But like, it's fine. Swear jar. But yeah, we can we can talk about uh we can yeah. talk about some some stuff that we have going on. I mean on. It's, it's mainly the two go- two of you guys, but you guys Go have for been it, doing so some good start. stuff. 
Um, so one of the things that I did recently, which was fun, was I presented at Saber Day, which is um, when various chapters of these uh, of Saber have basically annual meetings. Um, so I presented at the DC slash Nova chapter um, about my umpire ejection stuff, which was great fun, and got to also hear about a uh, Moberg. Uh, documentary that is coming out in probably May-ish or so. Um, if folks are not familiar with his story, he was a spy in addition to being a catcher. Like, it's a pretty freaking neat story. Um, and at one point during World War II, after he was a professional baseball player, he was charged with uh, possibly, like, assassinating members of the Nazi party. Like, that was going to be his task. He didn't do it, but, like like because they didn't need him to but like that was the level of spy that he was um so it's gonna be i think a pretty cool documentary um in addition to to some of the other programming that's that saber had going on and i do know that the baltimore chapter of saber if folks are, are interested in um are also first of all looking for membership but also interested in uh potential speakers um and i will link to uh that in as part of Twitter show notes, uh, if I ever remember to do those, uh, if people are interested in finding out more. The second thing is, is more of a, a Laura and Sydney thing about the Baseball Prospectus Annual. Uh, yes, ma'am. It's shipping soon. It's, the ship date is uh, uh, as of February 20th. Um, it was the 28th, and I think they fixed it. Um, so if you ordered a hard copy of Baseball Prospectus that contains our wonderful uh, write-up for Maximilian, Maxwell, Maximus Scherzer, um, <laughs> in addition to some other stuff, uh, that should be to you by next week. Um, and if anybody has it already, I know some people uh, have gotten it early somehow, I think probably some staff people, and wants to send me a picture for my mom, she doesn't believe that I'm in a book. But yeah, so that'll that'll be out uh, at this point next week. And in addition to, you know, it being a prospectus, um, the Cubs essay was written by Nick Offerman. <gasps> yeah. The, the, that could the be mustache awesome. guy? Yes. He's full, full on bigger than Jason Worth beard guy now. Oh, um, I like him. He likes woodworking, acting, and, and Cubs baseball. Good things. Um, and I would actually probably put the Cubs baseball above the acting as he has said he made a career by standing next to funny people. Yeah. But so yeah, the Cubs essay was written by Nick Offerman. So we are writing is in the same book as something written by Nick Offerman. I had no idea. That's really cool. Um so yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Uh he he's been uh I think he tweeted about it as well. Um, and he's written a couple of books of his own, hasn't he? At least mm -hmm. one. I yeah. think at least one about woodworking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like he Kay, are you Nick Offerman? You know I don't write anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't read, but like we've let that go. <laughs> what? That was mean. <laughs> I don't know what that was a reference to. <laughs> Just like I don't write, <laughs> um, but you like woodworking. I don't know how you feel about acting. I you do don't have like a giant beard. You do, do have, have a, a giant really big bushy beard. So, um, yes, secretly. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen the two of you in the same room. Yeah, that's true. That is true. No one has ever seen us in the same room. Listen, we have to stop talking about this because otherwise, um, 
look, I got enemies. They might be coming. <laughs> I love you in Parks and Recreation. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> As somebody who is compared with Leslie Nope frequently, let's go with frequently. You're much more of an Ann Perkins. I like binders a lot. I don't know. I think of you as calm. Don't convince me otherwise. I think productivity-wise, <laughs> productivity Leslie, no, maybe personality-wise, Ann Perkins. Like, if anyway. Ann and Leslie had the baby that we all knew that they should have had. Yeah, seriously, that, that show ended up weird. Don't let me go off on this tangent. I have a lot okay. of things. No, Why we're going to stop. About the podcast I was a guest on. Yes, please, yes, Laura. Do that instead. <laughs> so I was a guest on the Lady Science podcast and by was, I mean, we've recorded already, but it actually hasn't come out yet. Um, but it should be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, they did a special episode. For those who aren't familiar, the Lady Science podcast talks about pretty much what it sounds like, um, ladies and science. Um, but also sort of gender and science and gender expansiveness and various scientific topics. Um, and so I was very excited to be a guest on their episode about... Um, baseball, both with regards to gender and baseball, and then also talking about um, sort of the scientific side of baseball and the various perceptions thereof. And so we talk about a fair amount to do with stats um, and what you can and can't get out of them. And then we talk about gender a whole bunch. So if you like stats or gender and you also like baseball, which I kind of hope you like at least two of those three, because otherwise, why are you listening? <laughs> um, you will probably be interested in the upcoming episode of the Lady Science Podcast where we talk about those things. So once that's out, we will link to it. Do you have a rough idea, sort of, when that might be? Um, I think a few weeks. So it is intended to come out shortly before opening day. So yeah, one more thing to look forward to about opening day. More of me on podcasts. <laughs> what else okay. do people want in the baseball season, honestly? <laughs> um, we don't have a queer fancy stats yeah, update. I was gonna say, we don't really have a queer fancy stats really update. I was going to throw out there that um, we do have the date for the 15th annual night out at the ballpark, um, which for those who haven't heard of it before is the sort of LGBT pride night at Nats Park, um, is going to be on Tuesday, June 4th this year. And our very own Jen is now involved with the planning. So we're very excited for this year's event. Yeah. So mark, really mark your calendars um, for June 4th for a night out. And hopefully, um, well, I won't be there, but hopefully yeah. y'all will see of a lot of y'all there. That I wasn't think, a sense. I think we can safely say some of us will be there. I hope y'all see a lot of y'all yeah. there. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that was very New England. <laughs> The y'all? That is actually the case where you need an all y'all. And all y'all is either to start That's by like England. by like cursing somebody out. No, the fact that I screwed it up is New England. That's what she's saying. Okay. Yeah, like all y'all, like hope to see all y'all there. No, like the point is I'm not going to be there. Yeah. So I hope that you guys see our listeners there. Yes. So if you say hope to see all y'all there, that doesn't necessarily include you. But I don't hope to see you okay you're hoping that I'm they're there i'm gonna interrupt this weird pedantic <laughs> sound thing that is happening <laughs> okay because this is now about perception of words that have been spoken and not actually about what we're trying to convey <laughs> as a message communications people okay. i hope to see all y'all there because i'm planning to be there laura's not coming and doesn't understand the word y'all i'm trying okay i'm very oh. from massachusetts I know, I know, north of the Mason-Dixon line, and it's just, 
It's a it's a yin's use weird weird place. No, we don't say either of those things yeah, in Massachusetts. Yin's is very very Pittsburgh. I know. Pittsburgh. Use we don't have York. we don't have a second person plural. That's why I'm lost. Yeah. What do you we do have, when you have more than three people? You guys. We have rotaries and we have bubblers and we have shop and carriages, <laughs> carriages, but we do not have a second person plural. But no more than three people in a room at a time. You guys, it's you guys. At you that guys. point, I'm just going to lapse into ustedes because I don't know what to do with English anymore. Okay. This has been Grammar with Resting Pitch Face. <laughs> hope you enjoyed the experience. We'll be back uh, as soon as we have time to be back, probably around opening day, I given our track record lately. I think we're hope. Well, no, I'm hoping we can um, start to ease back into our general uh, in-season schedule. You hope that schedule. last time. So, you know, we'll Wait. see what happens. We'll do our best. <laughs> I have to live in hope it's all I have. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be better. I mean, the issue, as we talked about, is, like, nothing happened. Yeah. Now that we have spring training, obviously schedules are, are a real thing. But we're, gonna, we're going to move our cats off of our laptops and um, make, more, make a little bit more of an effort to try to get in here again before opening day. Because I'm sure with spring training happening, we will have something to say. Even if it's um, just Max is wearing a bucket hat again. Oh, why did you remind me? I blocked that out for a reason. I loved that. That was the best part of last year. There is no such thing as best part and bucket hats being part of the same event. We need to stop. Do our (laughs) outro. (laughs) All right. Like, play us off, Kay. Get the vaudeville game. Whenever we are coming back, whenever we are coming back, look for us to come back on our Twitter, Resting Pitch Face with no G, our website, um, restingpitchface.com. Ways to contact us other than our Twitter, restingpitchface at gmail.com. On our website, you can listen to all of our past episodes if you need to catch up, which you probably do because we've had these hiatuses we keep talking about. Also, our merch store and um, links to some other fun stuff. With that, uh, I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. Not the same since you went away We really miss your eyewear And the way you confuse batters at the plate There's a seat for you right next to Drew And we need you to pitch the eighth Besides, there's no other team Uses chocolate sauce to celebrate